and welcome to another episode of All That Film. Welcome back to another episode of All That Film. Uh, we're, we're back with another review for you, uh, the listener. Um, this time, it's M. Night. It's, it's the dawn before the M. Night rises uh, with his new film. Good one. Uh, uh. Yeah, thank you. Uh, his new film, Old which came out this weekend and won the weekend, which, hey, props oh, yeah. to you, M. Night Shyamalan. Awesome mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but we all saw this movie. Go us. <laughs> and I'm joined, I'm joined with Todd, Lindsay, uh, Margo, and McKenna. Todd, I will let you go first. What were your thoughts on Old? I like this. I would call this like high second tier Shyamalan. I enjoyed the film overall. I thought the second act was one of the better second acts in Shyamalan history. Um, And it was very intense and thrilling. If I'm being honest, I did not love the third act. Uh, but it was serviceable enough for me to make the overall film a really enjoyable experience. So I would say, generally speaking, I like this movie. It made me laugh, and it also made me feel really creeped out at the same time. So I liked it. I, I forgot to mention this at the top, uh, just because, you know... I'm- so used to it but for any new listeners uh there will be spoilers i'm sure you saw it in the title uh but this is this is spoiler free uh i know that's kind of an inherent thing with most Shyamalan movies uh, i mean the so, whole but... trailer spoiled the movie so it's pretty mm-hmm. straightforward <laughs> oh i get old <laughs> um Lindsay, what were your thoughts yeah. on old yeah, they definitely got old, I would say. Um, no, oh, it was boy. good, though. Um, I was surprised, actually. I don't know why. I, I, think, I think it just wasn't... Sure oh, my God. <gasps> Sorry, my computer started talking to me. <laughs> um, I, the trailer wasn't, like, the best. and Which is weird, because it is just, like, this is the whole movie. But it was really like a funny just entertaining movie i think like this is the spoiler free section right yeah okay um yeah i mean i didn't realize it was pg-13 until afterwards because i thought it was like it was genuinely pretty spooky and gross um and he pulled off some some good stuff i liked it i don't think i get it like the whole point of it but it was good. Gotcha. And then I will go to uh, Margo and McKenna. What were your thoughts on old? Uh, I thought it was just okay. I've only ever seen one other Shyamalan, which was uh, The Village. Uh, And the running theme that I'm noticing with his movies is uh, if you are mentally ill, you are evil. (laughs) That's what I've gotten so far. I don't know if that's a spoiler or not. It's vague enough. Uh, 
But yeah, they got old. There were a bunch of teenagers in our theater and I've never felt older in my life because they would not stop talking. And I like felt myself thinking like, God, I'm trying to watch the movie here. And I was like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> I've become what it I hate. interactive experience for Margo and I. Yeah, we aged say, along with the cast. <laughs> yeah, can I just say, let let it go, let it go. And just yell at children for talking in theaters. I, I've really been doing it. Away. Yeah, I've been doing really it for tempted. about a decade now, and I've never looked back, and it's great. So yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, and also I can tell that this is the number one box office movie because I keep seeing TikToks of teenagers being like, "This was the worst movie ever." <laughs> really? My whole yeah. for you page is people like, like all about it, just like making no, like I've, all of mine jokes. are. Nah, everyone hates it online. They're like, don't watch old, it's terrible. It's the worst movie I've ever Maybe seen. Maybe it's because I like That's it. weird. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, yeah. Um, I enjoyed it. I think it was just a fun a fun movie, like in a in a kind of goofy, silly way. Like, I don't think it was very bad. I don't think it's a masterpiece or anything. I definitely got the end and it said like based on the graphic novel and I was like, oh yeah, this concept would work better as a graphic novel. Uh, well, you read it. Well, I read it after the fact. I hadn't read it before I saw the movie. Um, but the, oh, <laughs> so yeah, like it was pretty good. It okay. had a lot more sex in it. I'll just say that. Um, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a little. It was, yeah, like it Ooh, was I'm good. getting, a, I'm catching the vapors. I'm getting a little, I'm blushing. <laughs> oh, you're talking about Sandcastle. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I just, I, I was looking at the popular comics on uh, Amazon, and this one was trending, and I had no yeah. clue why. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. I read it. It's, it's a good comic. The art is really cool. And that was, I was like, there's a very specific kind of like graphic novel bit geared towards adult style that I noticed. And in my brain, I was like, I hope it's that style. And it was, and I was happy <laughs> because it worked. Like, I think the art worked really well. And it is like, I mean, without going too far down this rabbit hole, I just think uh, having a movie like I, Film is a very time-based medium, and so it's just going to feel different reading it than it is, like, watching it. And I think that the concept of these people rapidly, like, getting old worked better in a graphic novel format. But I still really liked the movie. It was, like, just, like I said, it was just a fun, like, watching experience. Uh, because, like... It was schlocky at some points. It was interesting at other points. It had like a good summer watch, I think. Yeah. All right. Speaking of uh, angry TikTok teens, uh, <laughs> I guess I, I have to be the heel on this one, which I will take my role. First of all, uh, I'm very glad this movie was made. Um, M. Night Shyamalan has had, <laughs> and we'll, we'll get into his whole career in a little bit. Um, I don't think I like old. Uh, and yeah, yeah, I, I don't think I'm a fan of it. 
And I, there's, there's stuff. There's stuff I really liked, specifically some performances. Uh, one of the things that I, I I know this is like a minor thing because I think he's. I mean, me. I I can't think of anything that's that's bigger than this. Uh, he's in Coco, but that's not a live action performance. It was just really cool seeing Gail Garcia Bernal in a, a movie that like won the box office this weekend. Um, I don't know. Yeah, he's been around. Yeah. yeah, he's been around forever. Um, but yeah, yeah. And also uh, his his counterpart. Look, I'm, this is one of my gripes. Are we are we sure Vicky Cripes is a good actor in this movie? Because um, she, I don't care a lot of <laughs> she's of great in Phantom Thread is the thing. Um, I, I okay. I think that that's a directorial thing. Uh, we can get into that in the spoilers, I guess. But there, there's more... there's a lot of stuff, and and I think some of it now that McKenna has dropped this bombshell. Um, that it's based on a graphic novel. I'm I'm curious yeah. to compare the two, um, just because if that's kind of the source material, then maybe I don't know. <laughs> maybe maybe that's what they were going for. I thought some of the performances were really good. Uh, I I didn't get the humorous stuff that or the schlocky stuff that y'all are saying, and maybe really? that's why. oh god, really? Yeah, I'm being a hundred. I I, so interesting. Well, okay. Hey, here's here's my not, question. I, okay, not every movie can be the Shawshank Redemption. Hey, not every movie can be <laughs> that. Well, I guess I guess here's my question. I throw out is like, I don't know. We'll get into spoilers more clearly of like what y'all found funny. Okay. But like, I thought the whole purpose of it the entire time was just tension, and I felt a similar way with Midsummer. Where I was like, okay, this is a horror movie, and old is more of a thriller. Um, but when people were laughing in both theaters when I saw them, I was like, these people don't understand this movie that I understand or whatever. Uh, and then you know, I, I come out of it, and some people are laughing in Midsummer, some people are laughing in this. I think Midsummer is more of a aberration, but <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't find it as funny as as there's there's one part in particular we'll get into spoilers that i do think is supposed to be like a ha kind of like oh no why what am i watching type of thing um you'll know when you see it anyway um yeah i i don't know if i like old but um it is one of those movies that i am so very glad it exists and i don't know you can keep uh, he keep writing M Night checks. Even uh, we're gonna go through his whole career, uh, and there's there's surely been some low points. But I don't know. He's a he's a really interesting dude, uh, and I I don't think a lot of people would do a film like this. I I'm probably repeating myself. If you because we're recording this the old review first, um, but he is very much a a protege of of Hitchcock and. I think a lot of people sometimes forget that like Hitch Hitchcock doesn't have like only hit it's like Hitchcock has a, a decent amount of stinkers um, when you start watching quite a bit of him. And this is a really good premise. I, I don't we'll get into spoilers because even the promotional material that I, I kind of don't want to get into, um, I kind of have a little bit of issue with. But 
Uh, let's grade this out. I would go with a 4.3 out of 10. Todd, what are you going with? Damn. Wow. Sorry. I would go with a uh, 7.0 out of 10. Okay. Lindsay, what would you go with? Um, Like a uh, 7.5, I think. Five. All right, Margo and McKenna. Before I state my like rating, I just want to say that this movie had like some of the best casting ever, and I like okay. wanted to bring that up before we finished. Um, and my rating is uh, six out of ten. No, that's fair with the casting. Um, McKenna, what what was your rating? Um, I'm thinking seven. We'll go with a firm seven. Six point three six overall. 6.36. All right. Make sure not to stick around. We're we're getting old on, on this recording. So <laughs> don't uh, stick around. We're about to spoil, spoil, spoil. We're gonna spoil old because wow, that beach really do be making people old, huh? Oh my god. god. Mm-hmm. I was so surprised. I, I thought they would be young. Okay, so I, I'm going to start with the thing that I was alluding to just because it's the most shocking thing. Uh, the pregnancy part in this movie. It was in yeah, the trailer. Was it was in the trailer. Are you serious? Okay, yeah. so here's the thing. I, you have to remember, I don't watch trailers. But here, okay, okay. Yeah, we're, we're getting into this, I guess. This is the opening thing. And then this I'll go into things you? that I really like. Well, no, 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 not this specific. I think in general, I hate trailers. And I think in general, I, do, I, I would rather not see a promotional material before going into something. Because I feel like the movie. <laughs> no, go for it real quick. I avoid, I know, I avoid trailers. I agree with you on that. I just meant the pregnancy thing really bothered you that much? Like to no, me? No, 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 no. Oh, no. I thought that was the shocking and funny scene. Sorry, I should have prefaced that. Oh, the, the no. Fact, oh, okay. fact, someone was saying the trailer, um, and I don't watch trailers, so I don't know this. That's why I was appalled. Um, no, the, the thing that I will say is I think, are we at a point where like, posters kind of spoil a director's intent because like this movie makes you it makes you like oh what's happening we're not showing you like what's happening to the kids or whatever and that would lead me to believe that like m Knight's Shyamalan's like intent here was to like keep that a secret until you see the kids again and I think it's akin to like Thor Ragnarok when like in Thor Ragnarok, they're like, yeah, there's a really cool challenger that we're not showing you, but we know it's Hulk because he's on the poster and he was in the trailer, but I've only seen the poster, so I know he's in it. Same with Blade Runner 2049 with Harrison Ford, like all of these things. And yeah. I, I don't know. Same I with just, F9. Same with F, well, do you it's mean John C- Right on doesn't? the poster. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, we gotta. I, I'm gonna watch F9 this week so Lindsay and Todd can vent about it. But no, um, look, that's that's just me, old man, old man. Yelling, no, I uh, I do agree that the promotional did like the promotional material did kind of take away from some of the suspense because yeah, I, the trailer is like one of the worst trailers like ever. <laughs> it just spoils everything. Can I tell There's, you something yeah. crazy? 
I What's managed that? to I managed to never see the trailer before oh, I saw that? this film. They, I was getting it like spammed with this trailer. It was like I couldn't be on like watching television or on the internet for more than like like fifteen minutes without getting an ad for this damn movie. Well, the one of the rare like, advantages, shows- yeah. One of the- oh, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. The trailer shows Kara's death, like, straight up. Mm-hmm. It's so, it's oh, so no. fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Even, like, at the, like, it's supposed to be shocking when they find, like, the first dead body, you know? And, like, the girl went in the water and was like, oh, so she, that's the one who drowns in the trailer. That's, that's dead on the beach. <laughs> uh, oh. Can I can I get this out of the way now, real quick? Um, yeah, yeah. Naming naming one of the only minority characters in the film, oh. a rapper oh. named Midsize Sedan, was for yeah. me oh questionable. I know some people thought it was clever in like the club that we hang out in, but like I, it made me cringe so hard. It uh, was cringy. Yeah. Yeah, uh, if you were wondering, that was not in the comic either. Okay, what's his character in the comic, though? His character was in the comic. He wasn't a rapper. He was just a dude from, like, North Africa. Okay, and he I got, got a quick question. Listen, if, if we're talking about negatives real quick, and this, this might have just been how I perceived it or whatever, I was very worried when mid-sized sedan... And young Maddox, who is now older yes. Maddox, went off. Did something happen oh in the graphic novel? I'm so worried about that. So in- <laughs> I was so worried about that. I was like, no, no, please. And then, no. like, he put her, he put his hand on he her put shoulder. His hand and on her. Her. Yes, yes. <laughs> I was like, stop. She is dead. Yeah. <laughs> M Night totally so, fixates. Oh. M. Knight totally fixates on the butt of Thomas and McKenzie. I just want to point that out yes. if we're pointing out. Yeah. yeah. Yes, he does. He totally fixates on her butt for a little while. And so I just want to put that out there. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. It's very uh, weird. But hey, you asked if that, uh, that happened in the comic. I, it's ambiguous. Uh, the kids, like, characters were kind of mixed up because there were more kids on the beach in the comic. Uh, so, and yeah, and so some of it was, like, all mixed up. Uh, the, the ending of the comic's very different, too. Um, but... There's no, like, organization in the comic, right? Yeah, so you never, you, like, you don't know... They don't give it's you just a, like a Twilight Zone episode where they're like, yeah, man, wouldn't that be fucked up if yeah, that happened? Yeah. Oh, uh, here I'll give I'll give my brief comic synopsis if we want to go there. Basically, the same base families, but with more family members, just go to this beach. Nobody directed them there. They're just going to a beach. They just start realizing they are all getting old. Uh, they can't leave. Realize they can't leave the beach. They all get old. The baby is born. It's born to different 
people, different combination of the kids, but still born, but it lives, it doesn't die like it does in the movie. Uh, everybody slowly dies, eventually the baby's the only one left on the beach, and it's building a sandcastle, and then it the comic ends. Oh, so, interesting. Nice. Wow. Yeah, so you never find out why, and the baby lives and there's a weird come but the i guess it was sort of like tomace mckenzie's character but it was to the other family she really wanted to have sex with the character that was the, like they made that a big thing she was really really trying to have sex with that guy that was like a major with, mid with mid-sized sedan yes guy in yes the comic. so Interesting. Yeah. Well, it's good to see that uh, Shyamalan was honoring the the source material. Yeah. Thank God, right? We all really wanted that. Yeah. What? Um, oh wait, in the okay, in the wait, comic, wait, 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 wait. One more thing. One more thing about the comic. Wait, wasn't, wasn't the guy who had schizophrenia? He didn't have schizophrenia. He was just racist. Yeah. No, he was just racist. Yeah. So he just added that in and was like, he needs evil mental illness. Yeah. Well, okay. Wait, Margo. What What do you want them to do? Say they were looking for a cure for racism. <laughs> no, but in the comic he had Alzheimer's, which makes sense was, why he didn't remember well, They didn't have any, like, because there was no reason at the end, so there wasn't any plotline of them being, like, sick or anything. So yeah. when he got older, he had Alzheimer's, and that was, like, a thing, because he tried to he tried to attack somebody because he had Alzheimer's, but he was just racist, like... So, <laughs> so here's, here's my thing, I guess, um, and I swear for anybody listening you know the collective score was like 6.4 we will get to good stuff here in a second yeah. um i i was a little perplexed because i was like well i know it's like an old beach like it's on the, the poster um and i it's knew like i know this i know this sounds stupid but just because i knew alex wolf was in this movie and as soon as I saw that little kid with the mole, <laughs> yep, yep. I, I knew, you know, I was like, oh, okay, well, that's clearly going to be, uh, you know, that's younger Alex Wolf. Um, no, the but girl that cast as younger to Mason McKenzie looks just like her. It's crazy. It really does. Again, you, you, I'm glad you brought it up before we moved on from that. Uh, that was a really good point because the casting is, I, I legitimately thought the Emin Elliot, the adult Trent, um, I thought that was Alex Wolf with like CGI added yeah. on. And I, I swear, thought she I didn't look as much as like to Mason McKenzie, but the older guy definitely looked like no, Alex. The older Wolf. guy looked so much, and I thought I, I still think there was something where they like, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. I would I would like to see if they did anything um, to like transition from Alex to Emin like uh, with CGI. Anyway, um, can I? Oh, oh, go, go for it, Todd. Well, I was going to ask, like, to me, one of the biggest flaws in the movie, which is why I didn't, the third act to me was the act that was the most problematic. And I guess eventually we'll get to, like, the whole, it's all about medical research, et cetera. But to me, Thomas, is it Thomas and McKenzie? Is that her name? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So to me, Thomas and McKenzie, Alex Wolf, when they went to the adult people, I was like, oh, yeah, you do look like them. Kind of, 
but you're much less charismatic now. And that was my problem in a way with the third act and like part of the reason why I love the second act so much. I just felt like it was such a downgrade in terms of like charisma and acting in the third act yeah. that like, I don't know, it just didn't work as well for me uh, personally. Like it felt like a, a real, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Fair. I think, I think more just like visually, I think it was a pretty good uh, transition. But, uh, oh no! In terms really? of just like pure physical casting, it was very good. But yeah, that was the yeah. problem for me. Was I felt like they almost sacrificed quality of like star quality in terms of just like physicality in the third act. No, that's where earlier on fair. I thought it was better. Yeah. Um, I guess I guess like my problem um with the movie is I knew about the old thing kind of going in and I was like yeah but there's going to be more to it and there was but I for a majority of the first two acts I was like ooh I wonder what M. Night's got up his sleeve I wonder what he's got up his sleeve and while it is like a surprise uh, I don't know like I just I I was ultimately left like I kind of wanted more from this aspect of it like you can be a little bit longer if you need to like i almost i almost wish that like i get it this this probably wouldn't make it better um but i i would have wished there was like an extra 20 minutes of just how they started the science like the science process and you're sitting there thinking like what is going on like why why is this like part of the movie and it's almost tricking you that way but also like the stuff they did show kind of felt like a little bit long um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I my problem with I mean, I didn't really care that much. I was just like, fine. You wanted you need an explanation. I accept that. My brain just keeps going to like, all right. You want to submit these medications for patent, so you have to show their res- your like research materials. Are you just going to be like, yeah, we stuck these people on this beach and they got old and this is what happened to this one person as they were on no. the beach getting old. Like, that's not really acceptable research, I don't think. No, they're just like, yeah. no, nah, just trust Imagine. me when they ask for a reason. Yeah. I'm just picturing a grant application where you mention magical old beach. And like, yeah. Uh... <laughs> 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 like trust me guys well I, hey I get what you're saying I think one thing is I think we need to accept that like this isn't as much cause uh, M. Night gets associated with twist endings but only a couple of his movies are really twist endings a lot of his movies are just bizarre explanation endings if that makes sense like they're not necessarily Ooh, you, like you are at, at this point that is like a third of his movies so i should like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah and I, I don't know why he's been like only yeah. regarded for the twist because you're right like there there are some this is very reminiscent in i, I guess Slight. Hey, it's not even a spoiler. I feel like because maybe it's just an expectation thing, and they're not similar. This reminded me. This seemed more up the alley of something like The Village, um, and I I really like the way that that movie is paced for the most part. I think I don't know, um, but I guess the thing that like bothers me is like the fact that like 
And I guess the village does a similar thing, but ultimately I, I kind of feel like it, it led to something where like the village, it would be like it. And I don't even know how to explain this, but old is like, like the twist in old or like the, the intrigue in old is like, Oh, it's turning the kids old and they don't know why. So like to yeah. show that on the poster and plaster it everywhere on the marketing campaign. And then look, I, I there were I, I avoided going into uh, a couple discussions for things because it took over film club this whole weekend. And I was like, I don't want anything except I already, you know, I already know the old thing. So you're right, Todd. If this isn't like a it's not really like a spoiler movie comparatively to some of his other works. Right, 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 right. Like I I'm We'll talk about this in in the rest of the episode, or we have already talked about this. But I saw uh, um, his first movie. What am I thinking of? Uh, Six Sense. Six Sense. I saw Six Sense on opening night. That was a twist ending. Uh, mm-hmm. This is more. This is more of like, oh, here's why that stuff happened. Isn't this kind of weird? Like and that's yeah. I think my like I think that's my slight problem with the ending is it was just like oh yeah I guess that's a reason why people would do it it didn't really make me think like anything that well, spectacular it just made me think like oh okay yeah I get I guess I get it but honestly and, like yeah. like with the knowledge uh, that this was based on something that didn't have an ending that kind of does track to me that like you, you had to go in and insert something that like made sense as the reason why the one thing I'll ask real quick, um, McKenna, were there like flashes in, in like the trees, like the camera flashes, the lens flashes? There was a moment or where like the Alex Wolf character, I guess equivalent was like, there's somebody up there taking pictures of us. And like pointed to like the mountains, and they looked for a minute, and they didn't see anything. Like maybe, like <laughs> could be, <laughs> yeah. No, but, I, I only bring that up because like that. I almost I I think it's okay to to end a movie with a ton of loose ends and just be like, well, you decide, and and a bunch of people can figure it out. And I really like for whatever reason. Uh, I know this is such a small thing, but anytime people are watching you from like a really high up place um that's like a source of uh, tension to me like that's an easy like oh this suspenseful i don't know what it is but that like triggers something um that i'm like mm, very spooky <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. no it, it's interesting it, i i assumed that was an added thing with the flares but i i guess maybe it was drawn from the brief moment of him saying there were yeah people. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it overall is a really short graphic novel too like i read it within like 20 minutes <laughs> like like so that's I, I think probably another part of it is just trying to like like that i guess that probably was sort of a significant because it wanted you i guess it, it was in there for a reason i guess they probably wanted you to think like Hey, why is this happening? In the end, you don't really, you know, ever get to find out. But it—I guess can it, can kind I, of—it's a, a a twist ending, and y'all can yay or nay this. 
Yeah. Um, okay. And we'll, we'll get to, <laughs> I keep saying this, but we'll get to positives right after this and spoilers. Um, what if they, by the way, um, this is this is kind of the problem, and Todd, I agree with you. The actors <laughs> in the third act are are not uh, as they don't have as much of a presence. But on top of that, I feel like they have to do a lot of heavy lifting because, like, what the third act asks you to believe in, like, oh yeah, this five year old kid that developed this code with his new best friend, yeah, he just forgot how to use the code. Um, yeah, if I which, was a if I was a six year old, I would have solved that code immediately. Why did it take that long? Immediately. Patience. As soon as they get a new thing, they're like, "Ooh, it's time to like." Yeah. Like. See, I was more of a chill five year old, so when I would get a message, I'd be like, "Todd, cool. do you think this is and a chill five year old?" I don't know. Did you hear this kid? He was asking people what their occupations were. What he would have solved it immediately. Was. Yeah. yeah, he was a pretty he was a pretty nerdy. F yeah, all right. I am I'm on your side. Okay. I agree I just now. wish I I wish he would have solved it in it almost like it didn't it wouldn't make sense until he would have had like all this age and retrospective or something. Um so even an idea as stupid as it sounds, I guess, of like sure. you can't keep going forwards and then they have to walk backwards through the rocks. Sure. That would be enough for me to be like, all right, makes sense. And then they would age backwards. And then you'd have this six-year-old kid trying to stop this massive operation. Um, and and that would be interesting to me, um, is what I'm saying. I'm with you. Um, but yay and Agnes. I'm okay with it. I'm as okay. I'm as okay with it as I am the current ending, basically. <laughs> I think it's fine. Yes, I agree. I don't like love it more than the real ending, but it's fine. I, I, I think it's equal. <laughs> Thank you. Um, that's all that's all I wanted. Um, I, I, I wasn't like super satisfied with the ending in hindsight, but I was I was a little happy just because the ending that I thought was going to happen didn't end up happening. Because when it, you when you first see M. Night with the camera, I thought it was going to be like, they're turning old so that I can entertain you with this movie. And I was like, what? Oh, my God. <laughs> Lindsay, your I mind. Your mind, Lindsay. The <laughs> No, I thought that this was going to be some weird meta-like thing that he was, like, trying to make some statement about filmmaking or like yes, uh, it was literally it was i know he cameos in like every movie but it was like him with the camera and he was looking right at the camera like right into my soul so i thought it was gonna be this twist like i made this for you to torture them because you're entertained and i was like oh so, god so then what it was just medical research i was like okay Fine. I think we're in a group. I think we're in a group of people that overthinks M. Night Shyamalan. And Maybe. so that like influenced, you know what I mean? Like the like interpretation of the ending, because like I, I, to me at the end, like the problem was. It's just a basic explanation. You know what I mean? Like it's a basic yeah. explanation and it had like limited to no, like, real value hints to it. So it's just one of those things where you're like, okay, yeah, a couple of people were sick. Oh, got it. Medical research. Moving on. You know, so, like, there wasn't, like, where, 
like the endings to a couple of his movies left me thinking like Jesus Christ do I trust myself to evaluate anything and this movie like left me thinking kind of like oh yeah so that thing happened and so I think there's just a disappointment in that but transitioning to something I liked if I'm allowed to I actually like the acting in this movie since we're going to liking stuff I think Hay is wrong I think it is a directorial choice and I think you can see it throughout most of M. Night Shyamalan's films which is that he has his people act in this like slightly unnatural off way and mm-hmm. I wouldn't I wouldn't buy it if it was just one movie, but it's in all of his movies. They always do this. They always act slightly off. And it yeah. to me makes yeah. the movie creepier. Like to uh, like I think I think it's a choice. It definitely like I it felt like a choice for sure. I don't know if I like enjoy it but i knew i could tell it was on purpose yeah at least. it was like a yorgo slampy mouse kind of thing but well, that's yeah, yeah, i think Margo, it was just because they talked weird yeah i'm i'm so glad you brought that one up todd you are you're right it is a choice but it is a choice that as some of the actors i i was uh i don't know i don't want to say like let down or something it just felt like people were like maybe like two people were in a yorgos movie and two people were in like a, a a different movie um but i have a similar thing with yorgos where i i really did not like the lobster and and i've really enjoyed killing of right. sacred deer and uh the favorite so i'm and, with and, you there <laughs> yeah m night's movies um i mean i think the village is also an example of like choices being made i for the most part todd i'm with you it's just that to me and i think it's a case by case to who you think about this to me, some of the people felt like they were um, almost like a cartoon comparatively to like, like I really liked Aaron Pierre as mid-sized sedan, as weird as that character was. And yeah, I really like, I really liked Gail Garcia. I liked uh, Thomason. I liked Alex Wolf. Um, it was mostly Vicky Crepes, uh, Nikki Amuka Bird who was the uh, epileptic person. Um, I thought she was good in some parts, but I then... she was fine. She, I, she yeah. She, yeah. Her husband <laughs> is the one that bothers is me. is super mean. Who? Is, her, yeah. her husband or whatever, he was the one that bothered uh, me the most. Really? Like, just, when he first showed up and they were like, oh, you guys just got dropped off? Like, go, go, we need to go get them. And he was like, what? No, they just left. And I was like, what was that like delivery? <laughs> yeah, his, some of his deliveries were kind of weird. I wanted to say, sorry, Todd, Todd was saying something earlier, and I was like, oh, I have a thought on that. But then we went on to the acting, and I just wanted to go back to it real quick. Because uh, I think we are just talking about, like, the satisfaction with, like, the ending. And in general, I just want to say, like, I don't know if I was the only one. It just didn't really matter to me. Like it didn't add or subtract from the experience to me because this movie and this part of this had to go with like the advertising too. Like I didn't care about being like spoiled or really like the plot in general. Cause for me, this movie was just sort of like, again, like sit with this, sit with these characters in this fucked up situation. Yeah. Just like experience it with them for a minute. 
And that was what it, the movie was for me, and I liked it for what it was. And it was like that was like I don't think like the ending could have satisfied or dissatisfied for me because it didn't matter. I just, well, can I? It was more of an experience based thing. Yeah, can I respond to that? Like, I think I agree with you. I think though, like. My whole thing is, I would have almost rather it ended with no explanation. That's what I yeah. wanted. That's what we walked yeah. out of yeah. the theater and I said, wow, I wish they didn't explain why that happened. Yeah, I agree. Like, it felt like they were checking off a mark, or like, sort of like Hank said earlier, where it was like, M. Night, like, oh, well, they didn't give a reason to comic, and I need to add my little, uh, just on flair to it, you know? Um, but like, also, like, just just from a writing standpoint, it's difficult, like, to have two, th like, your first and second act already written and be like, all right, figure out your third one, I guess. Um, so I can I can understand. I, I'm really glad you brought that perspective, uh, McKenna, because otherwise I would have been a little baffled how this ending came about. But now I, I feel like it completely makes sense. I am. Um... Did you guys think that they were going to get stuck back on the beach when they were in the helicopter? <laughs> I also thought that. I was like, yo, don't fly so close to it. Yeah. I know. I was like, why are you going back? The helicopter's like going to age too fast to work anymore, and then they're going to get trapped on the beach again. And that's how Wouldn't it Wouldn't that be fucking hilarious if it ends with them crashing on the beach, and they're like, God. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> that's old, too. Old too. Um, Electric. Um, yeah. <laughs> My comment is um, not enough Eliza Scanlon. I always want more Eliza Scanlon, and she was not in this movie enough. That's my thoughts on this. Can we talk oh. about the best scene in the movie? Yes, let's talk about more good stuff. What, what's, yeah. what's your best scene, Lindsay? The best scene is Kara's mom. I don't remember the character's name. But when, oh my, she, nope, when she gets nope, all old and she just nope. lives in the cave and she's like, no, my calcium! <laughs> Teenagers behind us were cackling and she died and we were like, oh Jesus. I laughed so hard at that part. Oh, that's Don't that's a part I found funny, I hey? You guys are sick if you laugh. But McKenna brought up a good point. McKenna brought up a good point when we were watching it because she said she was calcium deficient and McKenna was like, so that's not going to affect like your teeth or that your was, eyes. That was, yeah, like, your bone. that was what I was mad about. I was like, calcium deficiency affects a lot more than just your arms and leg bones. Like, what? No, it, do it doesn't right. matter. Logic doesn't apply when the scene is that good. Like, yeah. the way her whole body just, like, <laughs> twisted. Oh, my God. I, I was I so they keep, Why did they keep lighting the match? She literally said no light, oh, and they're like, no, need more no light. Key. No it, key. Yeah. It, it reminded okay. me of, yeah. like, straight up of uh, it, the end of Tangled, where Mother God dies, and she's like, screaming and like also being like don't look at me because she's like losing her beauty and she's just like disintegrating and i was like hee hee same thing <laughs> just like the Disney movie <laughs> oh. oh man all right if we could talk about some some other good scenes as well um just the whole I, before we went on this whole my tirade of being a hater or whatever um 
I yeah. I really like the the shock value of like these two six year olds that are now like adults, I guess, like come back with with a child and then they have to burn. I thought that was the best like tension moment. I thought that was really well done, especially because I think like it balanced because I, I want to say there were like 10 or 11 characters at that point, And I think it balanced them all really well. Um, Are yeah. you have any background noise on my end? Mm. I don't okay. think so. No? Okay, good. Because I don't know what's going on. My roommates are screaming. Oh, Ooh. maybe they're watching old. <laughs> and seeing <laughs> that lady contorting. <laughs> I doubt it. But that is what I sounded like in the theater. I was losing my mind. <laughs> I need my calcium. <laughs> um, Did anyone else have... Oh, sorry. I don't know if this was just like the way our theater audio worked or not, but when the baby was born, it sounded like there was literally a baby like in the theater. Like both Margo and I looked back because just for a second, it sounded I like-, like I literally linked to McKenna and said, "Who the fuck brought their baby to the?" Th- oh, it's the movie. <laughs> yeah, like it sounded. Oh. I, yeah, so I wasn't sure if that was like a sound design thing or if that was just the way our theater like audio worked or something. I think that was yeah. your theater. It, it, sounds like, it was quite uh, the experience. But if, if we want to it talk about like, yeah. audio for, for the movie, um, there was a lady that uh, it made her really quiet really fast because uh, Vicky Crepes was going deaf. And like mid her being like, oh, shoot. Like it went silent. So like she immediately, like it was almost perfect. Um she she also went silent. Um, nice. So, yeah. So. Yeah. But uh, other other good scenes. Um, let me think. I I like I I liked when they removed the tumor. Oh, uh, that was wild. That was so funny. I thought that was a great here because here okay here's the thing hey I don't think it's as much that like M Night Shyamalan films are funny but there are like these super serious feeling homages to like past types of films so they're almost like i don't know if you've ever seen the will ferrell Kristen wig a deadly adoption where they just make this film that's almost like an exact replica of a lifetime film and like the point is while you're watching it you're like jesus this is such an incredible like on the news replication like i think some of m night Shyamalan's charm is that he just like replicates these weird old-timey vibes of you know what i mean like of movies and they can be kind of funny in some ways but also they're just uh, like replications yeah yeah that's that's why i brought up hitchcock specifically because this feels Mm -hmm. this feels like a movie that like Hitchcock could have come up with like back in the day, but there's no way like this is a very modern movie, but it also like some of the acting techniques, it's, it's almost like, it's almost like he's still directing people. Like it's a movie that was made in like the fifties or sixties where the acting is just different. And there's some of those things that I can understand and I can put to the side, but it's weird seeing a 2020 movie 
that hey maybe someone acts like Cary Grant and you know mm-hmm. um, you yeah you, that's never know with it is, um, it's like the execution not quite this like concepts but the execution does feel very like uh, like I don't know what I'm trying to think of the like decade that would match up best, but you know what I mean. Some would say some would say it's lost to time on that beach. Maybe the film aged as that's something people need to go and do. Is maybe the acting is like you know the the 1820s with the train at first, and then it slowly goes more and more into modern and stoic stuff like we've come to expect this decade. It's really a masterpiece. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Um, <laughs> um, when we I were had... leaving the movie, um, we found like a new hallway to get to the parking garage because we normally have to like go out of the building and then around. Um, but then we were like saw this big sign that was like parking garage this way. We were like, oh, cool. We don't have to go outside. So we walked and it was like, it looked like we were in The Shining all of a sudden. There was like these really bright orange walls in this long hallway that like felt like it was like a million years long. And so we walk and then just leads you to this like empty parking lot, not the parking garage. And we were like, ah, this parking lot will definitely trap us here and make us old. Um, so we turned <laughs> around and then the doors were locked. So we were genuinely locked there. So we were like, oh my God, maybe we are locked here and it will make us old. <laughs> We all have very That's weirdly scary. immersive experiences. It sounds like. <laughs> old, old just infects your life. Old just does that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a real quick thing, just because people were. I I just saw a quick thing about it. Um, do you think people are bringing up Ari Aster? It, with this because there's a scene that's similar to the cliff, I guess? No, I think people are bringing up Ari Aster because he's the only horror director they know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. and Alex Wolf is in it also. I, I do think there's certain, like, I think another part of it is, like, the summer, like, daylight horror, basically. Like, obviously there are, like, there is a night scene in old, but... I there's probably night scenes in Midsummer too. There isn't the director's cut. Yeah, my friends, my friends are, are really gonna hate, hate me for this, but I actually like old better than Midsummer. Um, I do too. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. So, I mean, I mean, my, no. my friends who like love Midsummer. I uh, I hard to disagree on yeah. that. No, no I like fair. I like old better. Yeah, I was more entertained <gasps> by it. Sorry, Todd. I'm beating I, I'm, I'm, I'm with Todd too. I'm confused. I like. I'm. This is a disorienting thing to hear. This is like. Yeah. Uh, this is some flatter stuff. Okay, nah, but okay. Yeah. Right. Really? Wow. Um, <laughs> um. I guess the only one too that I've I've seen a lot of people comparing it to that I think is kind of arbitrary. Um, people do know that, like, if if you like trace things back in terms of their inspirations, like Jordan Peele and M Night, like both take a lot of uh, notes from Hitchcock, right? Like, yeah, um, 
There's a yeah. reason. Yeah. Which I don't even think, I don't even know that because he's only had two movies. Yeah, point. exactly. He's only had two and both of them felt very different from Very him. different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Extremely. And he's Wait, he's directing Twilight. Jordan Peele. Um, People are like, oh. Jordan Peele would have made this movie better. And I was like, Jordan Peele wouldn't have made this movie at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jordan yeah, Peele, I, just, I thought you were disputing because Jordan Peele is clearly influenced by Hitchcock, though. So yeah, I didn't know. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely is. It's just, I, I, I think it's weird that people are. Because I, I saw something specifically that, like, was, was alluding to, like, Jordan Peele could have made this movie, but better. And it's like, okay, but he didn't make this movie. And also, M. Night and, and Peele are, like, kind of from the same directing tree in some way. I don't know. Um, I, I get that, but and, like, can we just can we just these guys? Yeah, that's, yeah. That's just a dumb. That's just a dumb thing in general to say. <laughs> it feels like, like, okay, maybe, like, possibly. We don't know though well, because he like, didn't want to direct was, this movie. It's like it was, it's not like he was passed up for an opportunity to direct this. It's not even extremely like similar to again he only made two movies and they're va- like very different like very, from each other so like movies. where did you get where did you get that where did you get no, like because they only know two horror directors they're like right. Jordan <laughs> and Ari Aster could have made a better movie than you know this. what's happening we we are realizing this now listen we're getting old and we're gonna throw someone out I, I'm trying to think of who that's that's the thing like I just want to say maybe yeah. kids haven't seen M. Night's other movies so they don't know about Sixth Sense and and Signs and all these other like classics where he paved the way and they're like, this guy sucks. <laughs> what I was going to say is that y'all are all starting to show classic signs of becoming older. We and are. I, yeah. yeah. Because oh, no. this is what happens is you slowly start to be like, what the hell are these young people thinking? Uh, and like, why are they thinking in this way? And then before you know it, you're like, oh, shit, I'm crazy old. And it, yeah, I just want to warn you, you're all slowly on that track now. I don't think I don't think I ever I'm trying to think of like a blasphemous take that I would have that I would have. Just shout, and maybe it's because take it. Maybe it's because TikTok is like more accessible for tons of other people. So there's more people than ever like sharing opinions. But like, mm-hmm. I cannot imagine like. I'm trying to think of a take of someone like ten years ago that I could have thrown out and been like, "Yeah, this guy's terrible." Um, let me think. I don't know. Ed, whatever. Wait, we're gonna no, end this episode. I had, I had some bad takes as a teenager. I think. Okay, give give me one of them, and maybe I can find one. Um. <laughs> well, I mean, I was like the kind of person who would have said like, "500 Days of Summer" deserves an Oscar more than "No Country for Old Men." You know what I mean? I would have said something oh, stupid no. like that. <laughs> That's pretty rough. <laughs> the quirkier it was, the better. Let's the just say. The quirkier it was, the better. Um, uh, I think One the of my only thing. Says she doesn't like black and white movies, and that's how I knew I was getting old because I was like, well, how can you not like all of them? <laughs> Every 
every black and white movie? What's wrong with you? Yeah, that's a bad take. I agree. Okay, I guess I guess it would be like this if like people saw like only um God, what's the double Will Smith movie? Someone help me out. <laughs> the double Will Smith movie. Gemini. Gemini Man. It's oh. like if people only saw oh. Gemini Man and were trashing Ang Lee. And it's like, wait, no, but this guy, this guy's done the things. Like he, I, I, yeah. Also, Gemini Man was fantastic. Okay, yeah. I I need to stop referencing Gemini Man being bad because this <laughs> podcast clearly disagrees with that. Hey, don't listen to these fucking hipsters. Gemini Man <laughs> is bad. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> Dude, it is Will not Smith, a g- good Will movie. Hit, Will Smith hits Will Smith in the face with a motorcycle. You can't tell me it's a bad movie. No, you are wrong. <laughs> it is a bad movie. You, I am saying you are wrong. <laughs> All right, um, we're anyway, gonna we're gonna what you were saying episode. about like him and I man is it's like my brother like. <laughs> He refuses to watch a movie unless it's a sci-fi or action movie and it has to be released later than 2005. Those are his restrictions. <laughs> That's terrible. You know, what a, no, so but, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. He knows what he wants. Exactly. I'm fine with he that. has very specific <laughs> It's like the kid who only gets chicken tenders at, at every restaurant. And with that, exactly. uh, we will end this episode that at, at some point was about old... <laughs> <laughs> make, make sure to stick around or or listen to the uh, M Night retrospective uh, filmography that we're going to be doing, and and we can teach you kids some history um, that you so desperately need. Um, hey, this do is you want to hear all that film? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> okay, Todd. No, yeah. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Hey, as a tease. They get to hear whether or not I went to this film by M. Night Shyamalan in the theater. Ooh. And you knew they're dying to hear that. They want to know. Uh, Todd's been, Todd made the first theater. <laughs> See ya on the next <laughs> one. <laughs>